Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Hello and welcome to Netflix and Spill, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. And I'm a royal flush guy. And I'm a straight flush. That loses to royal it's, flush. Yeah. Ro- royal flush is the best. It also and- it felt a little too heteronormative. How are you? <laughs> Can't have those heteronorms uh, at all. <laughs> uh, but I'm okay. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm, you know, just kicking it at a, a nice lazy Sunday and, uh, you know, slept in and ate a big dinner. And it was just what I needed to start feeling better because I've been feeling like fucking garbage for like a week. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah. Just needed to, you know, do some self-care. And also play three games of stacks last night. Yeah, we did our requisite, you know, weekly uh, magic game night with the boys. I think I'm the only person who didn't completely fucking tilt out. Uh, I I had much fun. Everybody else was very mad. I didn't win any games, but any everybody thought that I was the problem because I I don't know. I, I was doing relevant things and doing you were doing that relevant the things game, that slowed but... down the game. And that was the problem. Well, yes, but this is this is a pattern that I've noticed where, like, I'll spend most of my resources holding you back from winning because, you know, you tend to play at a high power level. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would say in in a vacuum, like. Skills wise, I'm probably like the one of the more strategic players, whereas like, um, you know, Bill just goes for like big splashy cards that like. Well, you love do, it. Do a big thing. Like we each kind of have our own style where like I'm the I'm the tactician, I guess. But like, you know, you like to play powerful things in games because you enjoy winning. Winning is uh, the best. Anybody who says winning isn't the best is wrong. Um, so like I, I spend a bunch of my resources to try to control you and hold you back. Uh in the whole time, like you're having a meltdown, which, you know, only goads me on for further down the path of mutual annihilation uh and then like bill and jimmy just were so fucking mad at me uh just yeah i don't know it was hysterical well in our last game jimmy got very mad at me because uh i i made an infinite combo on turn nine that won me the game and he was upset that i made an infinite combo on turn nine uh after i just complained about losing my commander uh in a different game yeah, which like, you know, I wanted to see if I could make the game end differently because you could have done that combo on turns three and probably five. I could have had uh, I done nothing had. So had Jimmy uh, actually, I hope to God you skip forward at this point. Uh, had had Jimmy not paid two for smothering tie that would have won the game on turn four. Yeah, so like I say, uh, you know, it's just. 
it's a game where you do things and you gotta you gotta do it for the love of the game you know yeah <laughs> uh i don't know i had a lot of fun i played a a new deck of cards that's all about just like fucking with the rules and making it as hard as possible for everyone else to play the game mm-hmm. which understandably you know everybody everyone disliked that everybody disliked that uh <laughs> So even though I wasn't the biggest threat at the table or like in danger of just winning the game, uh, everybody came after me, which you were just, you, the, know. you were just most annoying player. And those are always the person that like gets bullied in high school, like the most annoying kids. I just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and that's this week's discussion of how our game went which apparently is a ritual that we do it's 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 its own segment yeah it where is. it's just it's the last thing that we do last time we talk to each other before we do the show so it's just you know got to clear the air a bit yeah yeah uh jimmy i'm sorry you were mad at me uh but also you were about to kill me and i just want you to know that you were about to kill me and that's the only reason i killed both of your creatures I wouldn't have touched them otherwise, but you were about to. I knew you were. I knew you were going to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I did have you on the ropes. There were a couple things that <laughs> would have got me there, but just didn't just didn't get there in time. Fucking Bill, when he tapped the red, and he's like, "This is uh, I'll pay a re- I'll tap a red, and this is where I'd play lightning bolt if I had it." And I went, "Oh, thank God, <laughs> I win the game. <laughs> we can go to bed. It's one o'clock." Yeah. Uh, that being said, like every, I don't know, our our play is sped up to the point where we can play three games in an evening. Yeah, because like you know, those those games tend to run long. Uh, I think we've we've gotten to the point where we're in sync enough that we uh, know what to expect and just you know fucking go for each other's throats. One in the black. You're such a fucking dork. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, let's talk about literally anything else. All right. Uh, I, I don't really have anything non-magic related. I play a lot of magic this week, so I don't really want to talk about that here. Uh, I guess that means it's time to do What's Your Swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! <laughs> Stay away from the cans! Uh, and I'm continuing my quest to... Uh, clear out my liquor cabinet. So I'm having uh, Captain Morgan's white rum that I had for something that I made white mixed rum? drinks with. Does it look uh, like semen? Put it in orange juice? No, it looks it's clear. Oh, it's clear? Okay. I've never heard like, wh- like white rum is not a thing I hear of. Like As opposed to spiced rum, which is brown. Which is brown, yes. Uh, Admiral Akbar's space rum. Man, that'd be fantastic. Uh, so I have uh, another gin concoction. This is another recipe provided by the Gin Making Company, and that's not their actual name. I just can't remember what the fuck their name is. And it's uh, it's a sp- it's what they call their spiced version, which means there's actual flavor to it that is outside of you know alcohol and juniper berries. Uh, I will say though, I fucked up. Because I forgot you're supposed to do 24 hours of juniper berries and then 24 hours with everything else and the juniper berries. So uh, instead, I did 48 hours of juniper berries and all the shit. And actually, I think it turned out pretty good. Uh, It's very cardamom pod forward, though, which is uh, 
weird considering the fact that I only put one in there. But still, I like it. This is probably the best one so far. I'm going to make it the way they uh, say to make it and see if it's, you know, as good. If not, I'm just going to continue doing the uh, all ingredients at one time kind of shtick. Hmm. Well, all right. I don't know. How do you uh, how do you take it after you mix it up? Do you just drink it straight up or mix it oh, with God, you know, no. sauna, soda water? Or... No, I can't imagine fucking drinking it straight up. No uh, tonic water What's... with a, uh, a, a a an eighth of a lime. What's hair in there? I mean, I have enough. I don't need more. Prove it. No. Oh my God, he did it! I'm, he's grown <laughs> from college. Who who would have guessed the thirty three year old man is going to pull out his ball sack? I was going to try to convince all of our uh, listeners that you just showed me your dick and balls, but yeah. <sighs> oh well, a guy can dream. Uh, yeah. That brings us into our news. Oh shit! It's mail time. Inside job, the chair, and dead end colon panor- paranormal park, panoramal park have all been canceled. That's fine because I don't know what any of these shows are. All right, so two of them are animated. Uh, Inside job was basically like a Rick and Morty ish, although people are like, no, it wasn't Rick and Morty ish. It was more like Gravity Falls, but w- with the deep state, like there's like this secret government. Uh, agency that's MIB like that uh, it's just like a workplace comedy but you know deep state secrets so like they run into like fucking Sasquatch and the lizard people more like deep fake yeah um, that show got 20 episodes as a first season and uh, interestingly enough this is and this is the most notable cancellation of them all uh, was renewed for season two earlier in uh, 2022 in June of 2022 Okay, so the cancellation got reversed. Uh, the chair is a Sandra O oh show. Uh, it was produced by the the guys who fucked up Game of Thrones. Apparently, mm. uh, th- I don't know what other creative things they had involved in that show, but they were at least present. I think we knew that was canceled due to an, a Sandra O oh Instagram post being like, "Yeah, we're not doing it," but it was finally confirmed by the showrunners this week. So it's likely been canceled for a a long, long time. Uh, And then Dead End Paranormal Park. Couldn't fucking tell you what it is. I have no idea what that I I don't think I've even heard of that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Other side of the coin, Mo has been renewed for a second and final season. Yeah, Uh, this is a sitcom style show, which uh, this is the first sitcom renewal for a Netflix show since. May of 2021. Oof. Yeah, it's brutal in that department for Netflix right now. They've had Space Force, uh, Blockbuster, that kind of shit. Like, neither of those hit. They've had several other sitcoms that have not fucking hit. It's, it is a mess. And it's hard out here for a pimp. Yeah. When you're trying to get the money for the rent. Uh, I would say this is probably a shocking renewal because this did not seem like it was 
like critically it was well received but in terms of actual viewership uh nobody fucking watched this show so i'm i'm shocked to see that netflix was just like oh yeah fucking just take it yeah. finish your show maybe they owed somebody something probably or the show was like four cents to produce and therefore it didn't really matter. Yeah. Succumbs is cheap. Last story, Netflix will be the live streaming home for the Screen Actors Guild Awards in 2024. It's always hard for me to not call it the Film Actors Guild because of uh, fucking Team America. It's like trapped in my brain forever for some reason i haven't seen team america i didn't know that but that's that is a very trey parker <laughs> matt stone joke if i've ever heard it yeah i don't know they have a a part where like alec baldwin before he shot a dude and not uh, no 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 the, the fucking cinematographer and director were women he shot women oh oh Just continue oh, shit all right, so uh, SAG is, is it has awards that we're supposed to care about. I don't care about this for like the actual award ceremony thing. I more care about it for the live streaming thing. Yeah, because now that just tells me for sure that when Netflix does its Netflix is a joke comedy festival in the summer, it's going to live stream those going forward. Because in theory, they will have all the live streaming stuff figured out by 2024. So that'll be live streamed Uh, there. We'll get to Doom and Geek Week, both live streamed on the app. And then whatever other live events they want to throw out there are all going to get live streamed. Opens the door for sports, sports, minor league, uh, rumors of minor league sports. I don't know what minor league sports, but I just. This is anecdotal based off of somebody else, but they've thrown out minor league sports. Uh, minor league hockey, please. Yeah, I would I would take minor league hockey or baseball. Either of those would be great. Uh, you can't get minor league football because uh, that's the, ex- uh, the yeah, XFL. Because they're slave labor. I mean, student athletes. Uh, they don't get paid. And oh, no, colleges no, no, no. make millions. Not college. Like this is like we're talking like XFL level like people who have turned yeah. pro but arena but football act, arena football uh you know actually it would be a dope sport is handball croquet or net no not croquet please for the love of god that looks so boring <laughs> <laughs> give me give me actual like games could do magic the gathering tournaments and then it would be the only thing we ever talk about <laughs> Let's be, let's be real. They sh- they sh- they should Hasbro Hasbro and Watsy should just pay Netflix I mean, millions of dollars. No joke. They used to air on ESPN. So yes, well, but there like, was a time. People don't remember it. There was a time when the game was very popular, and the people who played it were like surfer dudes with frosted tips. Yeah, two thousand three. Beautiful time to have frosted tips. And now it's just fat people who don't shower, which is why I play it. I resent that. I shower daily. Eh, I'm I'm on a bi-daily rotation. I mean, you don't have a job. It's fine. Uh, speaking of Magic <laughs> Gathering. <laughs> yeah, give a fuck, you bum. I'm going to, I'm you know what? Uh, I'm going to see you on the fucking side of the road around my area because, my God, the amount of people who beg for money on the side of the road uh, on around me is crazy. 
Uh, and I'm going to look at you, laugh, and flip you off as I ride away. <laughs> I mean, I'm just living on accumulated wealth. That's fair. Uh, speaking of Magic the Gathering, where's that uh, Gideon series, huh? Oh, that quietly went away forever. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. 100% is gone. Yeah, remember when Brandon Routh was supposed to star in a Magic the Gathering animated series on Netflix? With the Russo brothers attached to create. Crazy. Uh, instead of that, they made Secret Lair of the Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> and made a couple million dollars off of it. Yeah, I don't know. We talk about Magic the Gathering a lot. It's a game that we enjoy playing. We also hate it. I mean, you hate it. I hate it. You you hate the people behind the game. I'm just I, I just can't take it anymore. Yeah. I just don't follow anything that happens. The reason I like the game, I don't know. This is just says more about me than anything, I guess. The reason I like the game and games in general is like I think that rules systems are mechanically interesting like i just like i don't know somebody built like a fucking uh like cardboard based like logic computer out of like interactions of magic cards yes that's that's fucking neat like stuff like minecraft which i also started playing again recently because uh i don't know i got like a game controller that attaches to my phone but like so I, I don't know. I can just fucking play it and watch TV and shit. So it's, uh, you know, uh, something to do with my idle hands while I'm watching stuff for this show. But like, you know, people can people. I've, I saw somebody build and program uh, a fucking game, Nintendo Game Boy in Minecraft and had like a working version of Pokemon Red on it. Like. That's amazing. Uh, I don't know. I like. I like seeing people's dedication to like weird esoteric shit. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, I just like it because it's fun. And also I get to have the most fun because I I make the plays that people have to then respond to. Yeah. And Bill won't uh, stop you from doing it because you'll you'll yell at him. Uh, so he'll blow up my thing that's that, that, from winning. That, that is the true beauty of us playing Commander. <laughs> yeah, is that no. I have shell shocked Bill enough to where he won't interact with my board and state I've, at And all. I've completely gotten you figured out. And just every time, it makes me hate Bill a little more. He did Vandal Blast last night. <laughs> which blew up seven of, the, seven of the treasures so they needed to win the game. So it's fine. Bill actually took me out for once. All right, we're done talking about magic. Let's move on to trailers and talk about uh, down in downstream uh, where we talk about Lockwood and Co. and good trailers. Baby, I can't control the Internet. Yeah, this shows ostensibly about Netflix. Uh, Our first Netflix trailer this week is for Snow Girl. The only way to uncover the truth is to face her own demons. Hashtag the Snow Girl based on the best-selling novel by Javier Castillo, coming uh, January 27th, only on Netflix. I pronounced uh, that weird. Yeah. Javier. Uh, it fucking broke my brain. <laughs> Just throwing a little spice on it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say things. Words are made up. That's fine. 
I like this trailer. It looks interesting. I don't know if I'll ever watch the show, though. So I hope it's a limited series because because it's going to get canceled otherwise. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a little girl gets. Goes missing at a parade. Uh, The newspaper journalist is like trying to help her parents find her. I I think it's like two years later and like the parents get a video of like the girl still alive in a undisclosed location. And uh, this leads to plot. That sounds right. But yes, uh, looks like I'm always here for a good mystery. Of course, personal shit's going to get thrown in there. We're going to have self-discovery about every single character that's in the show. But still, I'm here for a good mystery. I'm just here for a good time. Yeah. Next trailer is for Gunther's Millions, the $400 million dog. For the last three decades, the dog's riches have been built into a vast empire across two continents. Uh, Wait, dogs don't live that long. Uh, Including luxurious mansions, a glamorous entourage, and even a pop music group. But as any good pup can tell you, it's always worth digging a little deeper. A Netflix documentary series, Gunther's Millions, is only on Netflix February 1st. Uh, this is a show about a rich ass dog. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of here for it. This looks stupid. This looks crazy. Like yeah. this is like crazy shit fucking happening. This is like I don't know. This is like a bold assertion, but like if this came out like at the start of like say a global pandemic, I feel like this would be almost Tiger King level. Yes, I don't know. It looks nuts. Yeah, uh, they they they. So you you brought it up about the the dog living thirty years. Uh, apparently, they cloned the dog. Yeah, which is a, a wild thing. See, the- I don't know if I necessarily believe that though, because I live in a world where one time we cloned a sheep, and it's all anybody talked about for like fifteen years. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and that sheep was named after patron saint Dolly Parton. It was named after a lady with big old boobies. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I feel like if you liked Tiger King and its insanity, I don't know who, who did this show, but uh, I, I feel like you might like this show if you liked Tiger King. Yeah. Well, probably the dog produced it. Well, at one point, somebody says, uh, are you paying that man to to make this documentary? And then it immediately cuts to that guy uh, being like, no, 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 we have I have producer stuff. You can't you, you got to take out some of the shit I said. Uh, yeah. And then the, the dog pulls out a gun. <laughs> with a supposable thumb that it got through. Cloning. <laughs> Do you uh, ever see the. Uh... The John, the, like the fake John Wick video where it was John Wick got killed and the dog went on a killing spree. I have not. It's a good video. I'll send you a link. Okay. You killed John Wick's dog's human who was John Wick. Uh, the actual video is funnier than that. Okay. I believe you. 
Uh, you get to see a dog shoot people. It's great. Uh, next trailer is for Lockwood and Co. Uh, in London, where the most gifted teenage ghost hunters venture nightly into perilous combat with deadly spirits amidst the many corporate adult-run agencies, one stands alone, independent of any commercial imperative or adult supervision, a tiny startup run by two teenage boys and a newly arrived, supremely psychically gifted girl, a renegade trio destined to unravel a mystery that will change the course of history. Lockwood and company, uh, soon to be canceled after one season. Yeah, uh, this looks like shit. Looks really bad. Uh, if you, ha- if you're, if you, first of all, if you're a teenager and you're listening to this show, why? Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> yeah, uh, you might you might enjoy that show because it's like it's it's going to do the thing of it's three kids who think they know better than adults. Yeah. I don't, and then the adults school them for a bit, but then it turns out the kids were right the whole time, and then the kids gain respect by solving the end crisis of the first season. I don't think kids would like this. Uh, it doesn't have anybody vaping in it. There's no one playing Fortnite. Yeah. Do kids still play Fortnite? I don't, I don't know. I, I play Fortnite. See, I <laughs> maybe that's me showing my age. When I think of teens, I think of vaping, the flossing dance, and Fortnite. Yeah. And saying mood. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what kids do now. Am I out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. I mean, it, it can be both. Both are, are correct answers. Right, doesn't mean mean to you. But yeah, uh, Lockwood & Co. No. Like, no. Just no. Don't make this a thing. Please. Okay, I won't. Thanks, bro. All right. Uh, last trailer is for your place or mine. Debbie and Peter are best friends and total opposites. Oh, no. I wonder if they're going to fall in love. Uh, she craves a routine with her son in L.A. Uh, he thrives on change in New York. Uh, when they swap houses and live lives for... Houses and lives. Uh, Presumably they were living lives before. They swap houses and lives. For a week, they discover what they think they might not be. What? What? Have you ever had a dream that you want, you could, you want to, to, you want, you could do what you want? They discover what they think they want might not be what they really need. God, I hate that composition. It's bad composition. Um... It's Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. If you are a kid from the 90s, you probably care about this a little. I mean, I care a little bit. Yeah. I'm a kid from the 90s. Yeah. That 70s show is funny. Which one? That 70s show. Oh, okay. I haven't really seen too much Reese Witherspoon stuff. Uh, with Reese without her spoon, plenty. Yeah, I don't know. I always uh used to try to get people with one of the 
worst dad jokes I think I've ever heard. But, you know, I got a decent amount of mileage of it, which yes. is like, did you hear about that actress that got stabbed, Reese, whatever? And people were like, Witherspoon? And I said, no, with her knife. I hate you. <laughs> uh, wow, this really takes place over the, over the course of a week, huh? She fall she falls in love with a dude over the course of a week. I hate movies. Movies don't movies mm. aren't real. Yeah. Uh I don't know. Could be nice. Could be saccharine. Could be fine. It's probably why it being a main view topic because uh it comes out the weekend before Valentine's Day. Uh and the episode posts on Valentine's Day. So get ready for a Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, that's true. All right, that'll move us into quick hits. We'll talk about some stuff we watched this week. Fuck you, Cody, you fucking nerd. All right, uh, quick hits. Do you have any quick hits? I don't know if I have any quick hits. Lolly ho! I w- I'm watching more uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and I got to the Death 13 episode where they're fighting a baby. Yeah, baby stand. Uh, he, he, there's a baby stand user. Yeah. I don't Kaku know if ever t- carves it into his arm, uh, which I think means his real stand power was uh, premonition because uh, green baby. This has oh. been this has been oh. a Jojo theory uh, by shit posts on Reddit. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I, I enjoyed the, the post where it was like, all right, all the JoJo's are cast into a different universe, and it can't be their own universe. Who struggles the most in what universe, or like who comes out the best in what universe? It's like Jolene solos every universe, and it's like uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I fi- I also finished the. Uh... Oh my god! I actually watched a lot. Uh, I watched. I started from Wheel of Fortune which is uh, the car, uh, the man versus car. When the car just win every time. The car, the car actually loses oh, this God. time. Ran over and chewed up by the tires. Uh, the, the car loses this time. Uh, I started there and I got all the way to Death 13. And what's that, like eight episodes? It's, it's a good pace for a week, eight episodes a week. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, they're, they're on their way to the island to run into Avdol's father, played by Avdol. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Avdol and Polnareff will share in the time-honored male bonding tradition of taking a piss together outside. Yeah. Uh, weird episode, but or weird couple episodes, because that's uh, <sighs> judgment. That's judgment. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's a two-parter for some fucking reason. Av- Avdol and Polnareff is my best Jojo ship. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then Avdol gets fucking murdered for real. Yeah, he gets his fucking hands cut off. Uh, black holes are dangerous, you know. They'll fucking yeah. tear you wide open. So yeah, uh, slowly making my way, my way back through Stardust Crusaders, uh, just trying to enjoy it uh, instead of you know trying to binge thirty eight episodes over a weekend. Yeah, uh, I too. No, not thirty eight episodes. It was like forty something. <sighs> I want to say Stardust Crusaders is like forty three. It's a lot. It's it's I'm, way too I, much for a week. I've clicked the link. Bear with me. Bro, it's fucking 48 episodes. What Christ. the fuck? Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot of eppies, boys. Yeah. 
So yeah, uh, eight eight a week seems like a tenable a tenable way to get through it, as opposed to uh, forty eight and uh, what forty eight hour like one an hour. If I was doing that, that's crazy shit. I'm glad that I got you into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Now I just need to get you hooked on uh, JoJo shit posting. No, God, no. Those <laughs> people are cr- those people are crazy. No, I don't want to deal with them. I too uh, was present while some anime content played on my TV. Uh, I was having a bout of insomnia, uh, and I was like, I need to put on something that I can tolerate enough to be in the same room as it, but not interesting enough for me to focus on it and further disrupt my sleep. Uh, And that's how my TV played four episodes of Inuyasha while I was in a room. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me let me play you. Let let me do my reenactment of the Inuyasha show starring Inuyasha. (laughs) Inuyasha. Kagome. Crystal Jewel Shard. (laughs) Next episode. It's true. I seen it. Uh, it's a show about a boy who's a demon dog man, uh, and a girl who goes back in time to feudal Japan, and this leads to sex. Isn't he a fox? Isn't he a kitsune? Uh, Inuyasha is half dog, and then there's, uh, Shippo, who is a fox demon, who is a shape changer. Okay. Okay. I know... Far too much about this show uh, on account of running with the wrong crowd in high school. Uh, And by wrong crowd, I mean not the people who do drugs. I mean the people who don't have sex. Except, weirdly, with each other, they had a lot of sex. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fucking anime nerds fuck like rabbits. Yeah. Like uh, anime anthropomorphic rabbits. B stars. A B stars video came up (laughs) in my YouTube suggestions the other night, and I clicked on it, and I was like, "Nope, this is too horny for me." Remember when they were trying to make Vora thing for a minute with B stars? Oh God! Well, that's the sexiest thing—is you know not knowing if your partner's going to kill you. Remember when the the rabbit took off her bra? Yeah. What a fucking why? Why was that? In it? Bro, fucking say whatever you want about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. At least that wasn't as fucking horny or as weird as that anime April, where it was just like weird sex <laughs> shit the entire time. Uh, <laughs> uh, the only thing horny about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is me. Is a Rocky drawing it? Yeah, those two rocks look the same. Uh, funniest shit I ever saw. <laughs> I did, yeah, it's just like they all start laughing, and, jo- and Joseph's just like, "What the fuck are you laughing about?" Uh, that's probably it's <laughs> probably the best fucking moment in the show. Uh shit. I love the random dumb shit that they do. Oh, uh meme idea for JoJo shit posting. Uh it might have already been done, but it's the it's the picture of Pam 
uh, doing like corporate wants you to find the difference between these two photos and and you know just make it the, these two rocks. Yeah. And it's like it's the same rock, and you just have Polnareff, Kakyoin, and uh, Jotaro's <laughs> face on Pam's head. Yeah, I think I've seen it before, but yeah, I'm sure no, it's, I'm not it's original. Good. It's a good one. Ah, oh, shit. All right. Uh, uh, continuing our quest to further confuse and confound anybody who decides to download this show for some reason. Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, what we're going to do now is take a quick break because I assume we're done talking about anime weird shit. Uh, and when we come back, we'll talk about uh, live action anime weird shit because this is the most anime live action show I've ever seen. It's Alice in Borderland season two. Hey, guys. It's Brad from the top rated podcast, Apple TV Plus. Not to mention, you know, some other show, The Cinema Guys, and some 2B thing that I do. Every year, my buddy Gerald, he does an award show he calls The Golden Peas. It's his own personal movie awards honoring the previous year in film. This year, for the first time ever, he's going to broadcast it on YouTube with many guest presenters giving out awards for categories such as best movie, best female performance, best horror movie, just to name a few. The best part of all this, the winners are voted and chosen by you. The awards are 100% based on participation and votes. So help promote and share it. You know, get the word out for this event leading up to it. And, of course, don't forget to cast your vote. Head over to 2PeasOnAPod.com slash GoldenPeas to see a list of nominees and cast your vote. Then tune in Monday, March 13th at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time to see the winners revealed live on YouTube. There'll be some amazing guests and Gerald is joined by none other than the god of podcasting himself, Brian Loisauce. So we hope you can join in the fun and celebrate our love of movies. You won't want to miss it. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get our main. It's time to get into our main review topic for the week. Not me slurring words, but Alice in Borderland season two. Yeah, Alice in Borderlands is, of course, the uh, sequel to uh, a show that we liked a lot. Second season, it's a uh, action drama mystery uh, about a group of bored delinquents who are transported to a parallel dimension as part of a survival game. Um, so the first season was all about them kind of getting acclimated to this world, going through all these weird games where like people die and get shot with lasers and blown up and shit. And if they clear a game, they get a playing card. Uh, the first season, they got all of the number cards in all four suits. Uh, so this season is about upping the stakes and getting, uh, all of the face cards uh who you know they have to challenge rather than just like a game you show up you play the game you make it out or don't uh in this one they have like you know the jack of hearts game is run by the jack of hearts and you have to defeat him at his game yeah which is an interesting spin on it um i like this show uh i will say I don't know if I like this season more or if it's the same or if I like it less. Uh, it's definitely different, though, because like the first season, you get a lot of character work and stuff and learn about the people. Uh, and in this, like 
like I said, they have to up the stakes. You know, it has to be big and explosive and climactic. Uh, so it's more just like gunfight, explosion, bad bitches don't look at explosions as they walk away and the blimp crashes. That's that, when that moment happened. I was like, cool people don't look at explosions. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a walk oh, away. Man. And uh, Queena is my probably my favorite character. I fucking yeah. stan her so hard. Um, yeah, I, I think I like this season less, but also it's, it's more potentially a lack of familiarity with season one. Cause it's been a while since we watched season one. Yeah. See, I just rewatched all of season one ah. leading up to this. So I guess I could have talked about that too, but I don't know. That's fine. Uh, I, and I think that's probably my shortcoming with the show is that I, I, all I remember are like the high points of like beach, which uh, if anyone tells me you can't do anime and live action, explain beach. Yeah, because the beach is the most anime thing I've fucking ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Everybody wears bathing suits so that they can't hide guns, but really it's just for fan service so that you yes. can see all the Ghibli bits. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all. Also, uh, Queena continues to wear her bikini throughout the entire season. For yeah. some fucking reason. Yeah. There's a reason she's my favorite character, and it has a lot to do with her midriff. Yeah. Um, but so this the show's this season is different, like you said, like there's there's higher stakes, but also there's more like reflection on action and reflection on life, which winds up being the entire theme of the and uh, of the season. Uh, we'll get to that when we get to spoilers because I don't want to spoil this thing because yeah. it's relatively recent. That's but- the thing is like they've they've kind of struggled with it since they came into this like shadow dimension and been forced to play these fucking death games. And it's like, you know, we're we're like barely even people anymore. And like it kind of comes to a head this season of like people realizing like, you know, maybe I can just make a choice for myself, like carry out my own will instead of just being forced to perpetuate the cycle of misery. Right. Which is interesting, but ultimately it also makes the characters seem extremely, extremely whiny, uh, especially in the first couple yeah. episodes. Uh, but Ar- hey, Arasu is insufferable at the beginning. Yeah. Well, that's the human condition. What are you going to do? Hmm. Sure. I don't know. It was, it was one of those things where it felt like they they conquered the issue of like die, like their fear of dying in this world. And then they just retackle it again at the beginning of the season. And I'm just like, we sure about this? OK, I guess uh, I, I guess we'll have to retackle this issue, this issue as they uh, p- potentially lose a game, even though there are protagonists, they're not going to lose the game. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I don't want to get too much into it right now, but uh, that that two episode, well, I guess one and a half episode thing was just like, uh, everyone comes out of this looking really badly because I, I, I just dislike a lot of decisions that were made during this entire game. And uh, yeah. 
you all, I, I don't, I don't like you guys as much as I thought I did. I don't know. Um, for the most part, like the main characters, I, I like as much like Arasu and Usagi. Um, you know, they're, they've been pretty solid with me the whole time. Uh, the one character that I really came to like a lot during this season is um fucking uh, Chishia. I can never remember his fucking name. Uh Chishia really? was fucking great. Yeah, I liked him a lot in this season. Well, I, I'm not surprised you liked him a lot in this season. I'm surprised you didn't like him before. I was kind of on the fence about it. like honestly, like he just kind of seemed like he was uh just kind of a bad actor like he just wanted to be the fucking provocateur that you know uh, it, i don't know he it kind of it went back and forth with him but like during this season it's like oh he can be a devious unlikable good guy uh and like yes. the the character really just kind of gelled for me so yeah i mean uh, if you want the most anime character of them all it's him he is like it, the the way they portray him in season one is yeah. very distant, very calculating, like obviously extremely intelligent, but doesn't ever want to get his hands dirty. And like there's kind of like this respect. There's there's this weird respect that I had for him after the first season. So seeing him actually like get involved with the games in in this season made me exponentially like him more because of the fact that like, oh, all the things that we thought about this character have been confirmed. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I was thinking too, like just kind of about all the various Alice in Wonderland references that they work into the show. Um, mm-hmm. cause I try to spot them as I can, but like a lot of it is just, you know, anime madness as well. But like, uh, I didn't, I didn't really put it together until my rewatch of the first season, but uh, Usagi, the second main character and uh, newly, finally, they did it. Uh, love interest for Arasu. Yeah, because uh, they decided to make him not an incel and just be in a consensual relationship, I guess, uh, which is fine that they did it because, you know, they got there in due time. But yep. Anyway, uh, what I'm actually trying to say is that uh, Usagi is Japanese for rabbit, so she is the white rabbit. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Didn't know that. I, I figured it was there was something about that. And I, I will say, this show does a very good job of making me want to actually read like the Alice in Wonderland like story, because I haven't read it in a long time, and the very... like. The notions I have are just like very surface level, like, oh, yes, Chishia is the Cheshire cat. Uh, Arasu. Holy is fuck. Angry- yeah. I-, I don't know how I missed that one because that was kind Corey of just sa- staring me in the face. Corey said it when we talked about uh, Alice in Borderlands season one. I'm like, oh, fuck, you're right. It is the anglicized, uh, like, Japanese yeah. pronunciation of Cheshire. Chishia. Arasu. AKA Alice. Whoa. Well, my favorite part is that, like, towards the end of the the, the season, people stop dropping the ooh, and, and start dropping the ooh, and he's just like, arse. And it's just like, the fuck? 
we're just so we're just calling it out immediately that he's just Alice. Got it. Yeah. Oh my god, I was looking at the IMDb page, being like, "Why are all these white people's pictures here for all of the characters? They're the they're the dub voice actors." Now I get uh, it. So, uh, re- regarding that, because I I don't know all the lore. Queena, like she's definitely not the Red Queen. No, um, like Red Queen is uh, Miko or Miro. I forget what her, I forget what her name is, but like she's clearly the Red Queen uh, to the point where they even give her Queen of Hearts. Uh, I'm spoiling stuff. Hold on. Uh, but like, I don't know what Queen is supposed to represent, and I don't know what Anne is supposed to represent. And well, Anne was a police officer. Maybe she's like the White Knight. Because, like, there's also, Maybe. like, chess pieces, too. I think there's, like, a white queen and a white knight. And, like, there's a lot of shit. You know, it's not just the Disney movie. Like, there's a lot of... Yeah. A lot of lore and shit to it. So, there's different things. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. It, I don't know how many of them or if all of them are supposed to be, like, one-to-one stand-ins or whatever. But, but obviously, like, the beach was run by the Mad Hatter. So well, of course, you know, yeah, that that one was, uh, like which I guess means that the the bald guy who I I can't remember his name, Aguni, uh, Aguni, would, th- would that make him the walrus? Uh, maybe I don't know. His, his angle, like the anglicized version of his name is know. just like agony. So like I that's yeah. that was was like what's going on here. Uh, I'm downloading the Kindle app so I can uh, buy Alice in Wonderland and oh, start it's, reading uh, that. It's in the public domain. You should be able to get it for free on Kindle Dope. as I did. Okay, well then I'll do that. But yeah, uh, if anything, this is great, great advertising for Alice in Wonderland books. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you ever played American McGee's Alice? It was uh, one, is it the one that came out on like 360? So they did uh, they did a sequel to it like when we were in college called Alice Madness Returns. But the original game, I remember that the original game was uh, like late 90s, I think late 90s, early 2000s. Um, but yeah, it's like it basically is like uh, you play as Alice. It's a third person like adventure shoot 'em up type game but you play as Alice and like you're a mental patient because like the house burned down and your parents died and like you were committed to an asylum cuz like you went crazy uh and then like you end up going back to Wonderland and it's like a fucked up crazy Wonderland and like you have to fucking kill the red queen with knives and shit uh it's cool huh. it's a cool game okay I'll take your word for it. I'll probably also just find it on the internet. All right. So uh, from now on, we're going to talk about plot spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled for season two, uh, go watch season one and then watch season two. I think season one is great. Uh, Season two, I'll probably come to how I feel about it as we talk about it. Yeah. Let me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. 
Okay, I could describe it. Um, imagine you're in a room. No, no, like no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could Son just play the- bitch, this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. All right, uh, so we start and I, how do we, oh, the fu- we start with basically like, Everyone in Shibuya, mm-hmm. and then uh, the King of Spades shows up, murking people. Yeah, so they're like they have the big announcement at the end of the first season, which they they replay it. Where like uh, you know they find like the secret base in the subway tunnel where like the people were running the games and shit from. Uh, they discover that like they were just players too who were forced to go through the games. Um, and like run right. the games to extend their own visas. Uh, and a bunch of them are just there like shot and or lasered to death. Um, yeah. And then the crazy lady makes an announcement like, oh, now you're going to go for the face cards. Oh, it's it's really heating up now. I can't wait to yeah. see what happens in the next exciting episode of Dragon Ball Z. Um, so. They go out like there's all these blimps that are holding like giant banners of each of the playing cards. And that's like where the locations of those individuals are. So the King of Spades, uh, his game is that. He apparently before coming to. uh, The Dark World was uh, just a mercenary. So his game is like, kill me before I can kill you. And I'm already chasing you with guns. Yes, I have guns. You have to find the guns uh, and good luck. Yeah. So he just shows up in Shibuya while everybody's gathered there and just starts gunning people down, Uh, which, you know, shocking that this isn't an American show. I probably can't say that. Um, It's fine. Well, and that makes it America's widely regarded in the international community for our uh, firm grasp of gun violence. I mean, it doesn't happen anywhere else. We we have we have our firm grasp on all of the gun violence. <laughs> Nobody can uh, kill its own citizens better than us. True. So uh, he winds up the King of Spades. They they wind up running from, and they're like, "Okay, well, if we just keep entering games, uh, we will not be murdered by the King of Spades because because he can't interfere with other games." Fa- yeah, right. There, there's respect amongst the face cards that are just like. Don't interrupt my game. I won't fuck with yours. So uh, that that happens and they go join a new game. Uh, also, the King of Spades, as they go in between games, becomes like a recurring villain where like anytime they're trying to make a discovery, he shows up yeah. to, to murder. Yeah. And you just see like the swath of carnage that they're refusing to deal with. Yeah. Uh, so we start with the King of Clubs because uh, it's the furthest away from where the, the King of Spades is which I guess makes sense. And uh, it's a, a former rock band uh, that has a naked lead singer. Yeah. And they play this game called Osmosis. Yeah. Uh, the game, the, the game doesn't matter. Actually, the game kind of matters. The game is interesting. Uh, yes. But the really interesting thing is the nude man, because uh, it's fucking hilarious. Well, it, it's hilarious because every time he shows up in, in screen, they, you're just like, how are they going to sh- like censor his penis well, yeah, with they, some body part? They go full Austin Powers with it. It's like, oh, <laughs> he's holding up a banana in front of the penis. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's just the best goddamn thing. It's uh, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, the game is osmosis. Basically, like each team starts with ten thousand points. You distribute the ten the ten thousand points however you want to uh, amongst your five players, and uh, things happen. There's items that get you points. You can battle for points. If you touch the home base, you get ten thousand points, uh, which comes up at some point in the in the episode. Yeah, because uh, um, of course it does. It it kind of sets up a recurring thing in this season where like it's not simply that you have to overcome the game itself. It's like you gain an advantage in the game if you can figure out what kind of person the guy running the game is. Because like Arasu, you know, dictates kind of how they divvy out the points and who's going to fill what roles and stuff on the team. Uh, Whereas like the person they're fighting just distributes all the points throughout his teammates evenly because he views them as equals. Uh, that being said, Arasu's strategy, initial strategy, is excellent. Yeah. That is that is the correct way to approach that entire thing. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, until, you know, it's not. And, you know. Well, it's, it, it's, it's bad until uh, fucking they, they just bum rush. <laughs> like, the opposing team bum rushes their base and gets uh, a 20,000-point a swing. Yeah. That's when it becomes bad. Because otherwise, it like it's it's a good strat. Like the initial strategy is good, and then uh, the opposing team bum rushing the base uh, and having a team member killed. That's like well, shit. That's where uh, I begin to hate Arasu for this for this sequence of of events in in the show. Yeah, because uh, he devises a a bum rush of their own. It seemingly works. But uh, they're ultimately thwarted and they retreat back to base and uh, uh, Arsu immediately breaks down in tears being like, I'm sorry, everybody, I fucked up and we can't win now. There's no possible way with 10 minutes left that we can win the game. And I just <laughs> I just want I just wanted to beat it to death. I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? You have 10 minutes left. There's plenty of time. Yeah. Just g- go do things. And then uh, also at this point, because like this is where I, this is where I was really having problems with Arasu's strategy, whereas like Tata, who is the guy who eliminated one of the people at the base, yeah, and who also has a really had, funny name, yes, but he but he has ten thousand points, and if you're tagged by somebody who's touching the base, they you lose ten thousand points. Mm-hmm. So you could have easily taken Tata instead of anybody else to the the base bum rush. And he could have gotten tagged. You would have Arasu get tagged. Uh, but he also didn't reactivate himself. And then three other people could have touched the fucking pole and gotten 30,000 points. It would have been fine. Everything would have been fine if he just approached the, if he approached the game differently. But he didn't because he's an idiot. Because they had to make him an idiot because they had to raise the stakes being like, oh, Arasu is not all-knowing, so therefore we have to come up with other ways for him to win. Yep. I don't know. And like, I, I think that this game in particular is kind of a humbling experience for Arasu, who, uh, you know, kind of was a big dipshit early on in this season. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, they, they, yeah. 
I don't know. Tata's sacrifice to make them win the game was uh, pretty, pretty fucking metal. Yeah. Uh, uh, breaks his wrist, uh, loses all of his blood and uh, gives Arasu his bracelet. Yeah. So he can, uh, that- he can trick him into. So the naked man thinks that Arasu's alone, but since he's holding uh, his friend's bracelet, it's like they're touching. So he can combine in battle. Uh, cause that's one of the rules of the game. Like if you, you can battle people to steal their points and whoever has more points wins. But if, uh, two teammates are holding hands and battle somebody, uh, it's their combined point total versus the opponents. Yeah. Which, uh, interesting. It, it, it's, it's a clubs game. It's a teamwork game. So that, that makes that all checks out. So, yeah, probably is technically cheating. Eh, it's fine. Uh, the next episode, or at the end of that episode, is uh, Cheshire, or yeah, I'm just going to call him Cheshire because uh, I don't want to do the anglicized shit. It, um, he shows up to a prison, and there's this game. I think it's a diamond game where, uh, oh, it's the Jack of Diamonds, where uh, you everyone's wearing a collar, and on the back of the collar is an LED that shows like what suit they are, mm-hmm. and uh everybody you can't tell what your own suit is you have to trust other people so it's a trust exercise of like who all can i trust to uh keep me alive to this game yeah right. so you have a limited time to um you know get get somebody to tell you what your symbol is go into your cell and you know you get put in solitary confinement then you have to answer what your symbol is uh but like the thing of it is, like, everybody can just be honest, but, like, the game doesn't end until the the Jack is eliminated. It's like, if everybody's just honest with each other forever, like, they can live here perpetually and, like, survive, but also they're just in prison and have to play this yeah. game every hour on the hour forever. Forever. So, of course, dissension begins. Like, everyone's honest the first game, and then slowly... Through the events of the the episode, uh, people are getting picked off one by one until we're left with five people, uh, two groups, and then Cheshire himself just being like, well, my partner killed himself because he didn't want to play anymore. So, uh, yeah, and then everybody thinks he killed him. And so he's like, now I have to figure out a way to get through this game. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really dick move. Like, not a... Not a very good bro move at all. No. But he does. Uh, they find the, the Jack of Hearts. Uh, it, it was a heart. I, I pulled up the wiki to uh, confirm it. But yeah, he pulls up the Jack. He finds the Jack of Hearts uh, using the two potentially sociopathic people. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow. I don't know how he convinces the sociopaths to, to, do, to, to join his side, but he does. Yeah, he convinces them that their partners are potentially shady. Uh, so that kind of just like puts seeds of doubt. So. Uh, yeah, because there was like a secret alliance the whole time between the Jack and somebody else. So the Jack was giving her instructions to kill on his behalf. Right. Which uh, I, I like this episode. This is kind of where it was like Cheshire was like fucking out of his mind, yeah. like really good. Yeah, this is his time to shine. 
And uh, the next game with him, too, is is really good. So like that one's great. Yeah, they kind of uh, they kind of break up the band a little bit in this. So like. Uh, I don't know. Queen and Anne are kind of intermittent throughout the show, but like basically you do an Usagi and Erisu game together and then you do uh Cheshire game and then you hop yep. back and forth and that's the season, uh, yeah. which, you know, is good. And I liked it. Uh, one of the plot points that uh, Ashley brought up and I, I, I was also like, well, why hasn't this been addressed at all? Uh, the visas. Mm-hmm. So uh, they consider this a so the game masters consider this like an alternate country or like a kind of country that so you need your visas to remain in the country and you need to play games in order to up your visa. Uh, and goes off and fucks off for seemingly multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. And it feels like her visa should have expired at some point, but did not. So it felt like outside of the the child who needed to up his visa because he hadn't played a game in a while, uh, that whole plot point was completely removed. Yeah. I don't know. We never knew how long she had on her visa, so... But, yeah, yeah. with with the stakes being as they are in this, like, I don't want to fucking hear about a bunch of people trying to get extensions on their fucking green cards. Yeah, that's fair. It was just a weird. It was just a weird thing. Like, what? Where did this go? It felt. It, it felt like it was one of those things that was like very important for season one that it got dropped as soon as the stakes increased. That the de- the games became more deadly. Yeah, sure. It's fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the I guess the the two big episodes for this season obviously the, are the final two. Uh, episode seven uh, is where the entire crew that's uh, Arasu, uh. Us- uh, oh God, I don't remember any names right now. I just bl- uh, uh, Usagi, Chisha, uh, Naragi, Kawina, and uh, Aguni, and then this new girl uh, by the name of uh, Heya. Yeah, I couldn't remember her name. I just call her Leg Girl. Cause... Leg Girl. Uh, yeah, because she has a uh, a prosthetic like Blade Runner thing. Mm-hmm. Except it's not a Blade Runner. It's like something from a chair that she attached to her leg because you're you're not getting a real prosthetic nah. in this in this well, world. I don't know. There was the doctor who I guess uh, assaulted her in order to give her medical treatment, and that was the way she survived. So maybe yes. Uh, people read that as consensual. Uh, that is very much abuse it's of power. Re- it's really not. Yeah. Like, yeah, she went with it because, like, her alternative was death. Yes. Like, you don't you don't blame her for doing what she did, but she was absolutely 100 percent. Yeah, she was coerced. Yeah, 100 percent. It was gross. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we got to see that guy die. And it would have been nice to see him die horribly. Absolutely needed to die. You never saw me die. (laughs) No. No. <laughs> no, we can't. I was, doing, I, was, I was doing a good job of not remembering those videos. <laughs> Fucking weird ass. Yeah, they all show up to uh, fight the the King of Spades, and uh, the King of Spades uh, turns out really fucking strong for a, a former Special Forces guy. Yeah, 
he's good at the sh- the Rudy Tootie point and shooties. Yeah. Uh, seemingly mercs all of them, uh, you know, but plot armor keeps every one of them alive, despite the fact that they've all suffered, you know, mortal wounds. <laughs> I'm not dead. I'm just very badly burned. Yeah, it's great. Like fucking Queen got stabbed a million times in her stomach, and it's like you should you should just be dead. You you you're you yeah. you'll be dead, guy. That's you now. And then uh, she comes back with her exposed midriff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like and and gets like there. Uh, fucking Heya gets fucking shot like nineteen times in the chest with with an automatic rifle, uh, and is somehow still alive at the end. It makes no sense. But it's fine. Uh, we, yeah. we like the we like our characters. Ew, oh my god! Like uh, you want to co- like th- I, I said. I probably said this phrase many times during this this episode. But like that actually might be the most anime thing ever. Is the amount of plot armor all of our fan favorite characters had for the fi- finale episodes? I'm fine with it. It's fine. I. They there needed to be a happy ending to some degree. You can't have everybody you have followed along with be dead. Yeah. This isn't Game of Thrones. Uh so yeah, uh, they they kill the King of Spades and then uh Arasu fucks off to face the Queen of Hearts who is Mira. That's her name. I was kind of close. Uh the the one of the girls from the beach uh, and also the the woman who was like, now you'll fight the face cards. Uh, apparently she was always the final boss because she's the Red Queen. And uh, her game is simple. Play three rounds of croquet. The most boring looking game I've ever seen in my entire life. I would have given up after half a round. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have preferred uh, a rowdy game of... Uh shuttlecock or you know what have you uh, like something with like actual shit to worry about i maybe i, I guess there might have been croquet in the alice in wonderland story i don't know well yeah that uh, was always the thing like you, the queen of hearts wants to play croquet and if you beat her she says off with their heads uh so uh they they play the first two rounds of croquet it's very straight and then uh she begins her mental warfare because she is the queen of hearts uh, this is a hearts game which means it fucks with your head. And uh, she reveals to Arasu that she's the one who created the game that killed his his two friends. Motherfucker. Yeah, and also uh, plants seeds of doubt that Arasu is actually in a psych ward, that this is some kind of fucking uh, Shutter Island scenario. Yeah, I wondered about that. <laughs> like, the, everything she did, like, she she made a reference to, like, The Matrix. She made a reference to, oh, what was the first one? Because the second one was The Matrix. The first one was, I don't even remember. But yeah, the, her, her final reference is towards like Shutter Island, like a Shutter Island kind of scenario where something traumatic happens and causes a mental break in Arasu uh, to where he feels like he has to play these games in order to, you know, uh, like fight for his reason of survival. Uh, and it almost works. She almost breaks his brain entirely until he's like, I love Usagi too much. And she cut herself for me. So now I must protect her by uh, saying that the games are real. And uh, they they play their final game of croquet. 
and Mira gets murked by the laser beam, and we're all happy because all the face cards have been defeated. Yeah, yeah the la- the laser comes and hits her in the face, and she gets chewed up by the lasers. And then the game is like, hi, do you want to either stay here or go back? And everyone, well, everyone except for the two sociopaths from uh, the, the fucking Jack of Hearts game are like, yeah, we want to go back. Two sociopaths is like, no, this place is just dope. Uh, we can do whatever we want here. So we're just going to stay. And uh, they go back to the real world and we find out what actually happened. Uh, a meteor hit. and then. The Shibuya was attacked by t- t- tomatoes. <laughs> like, yeah, a meteor hits and fucking uh, like causes like a ten kilometer explosion, and basically everyone was in like a state of purgatory. Which, uh, yeah, I figured that it would be a lost. Yeah, I wasn't a big, I wasn't a big fan of that. I was just like, a, we're doing this, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, and then basically it was just the games were like a fight of a fight of like Darwinism, like survival of the fittest and like people coming to the realization that they do want to live and they do want to like, cause Arasu, we, we know had had nothing going on for him in life. So like, this is about kind of like motivating him to have something to want to do in life. Usagi after her dad disappeared and seemingly has died, she didn't want to go on. And now like, that was one of her big episodes was where she was like, oh, no, I definitely want to go back to the other world and, and, and give life another shot. So. Uh, that's that's the whole thing is like, you know, always have there, there's always a reason to keep going, even if it doesn't seem like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you don't feel like that, go play some death games. Yeah. Um, it, that is that is the most anime thing possible, though, because like. I don't know. Remember whenever like the end of fucking Evangelion was like, I don't know, they become a hive mind or something, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> don't. I hate that. Uh but yeah, but yeah. And then uh everyone's like everyone gets their happy ending-ish. Uh Anne winds up being alive despite dying in purgatory. She she wakes back up. Fine, whatever. Uh, and we close out the, the season as uh, a bunch of playing cards are on the table. They all blow away except for one card, the Joker. Whoa. And we zoom in on the Joker. So. Um, season three. And then we zoom in on Batman. Yeah, Batman's there. Uh, he, hear, he hears Joker and flies to Japan, even though it's out of his, his jurisdiction. Uh, I don't know. Batman was trained as a ninja. Yeah. By Rachel Ghoul. And the European League of man. Extraordinary Shadows. So yeah. Um season three, maybe? Question mark. I don't know. The uh, end dot 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 question mark. I don't know. Uh I want to see if uh the creator of the show like if the creators of the show are like, yeah, we definitely want to do a, a third season focused around the Joker card. If not, that's fine. I accept that. You were always allowed to not do a third season. Yeah, so. I don't know. I'll uh, I'll keep watching it if they keep making it. Yeah, uh, although I don't I, I don't think there's gonna be anything else after uh, 
after this after the Joker card, unless they start playing with the tarot deck, in which case, uh, yeah. And then after you know. they clear it, they they bring out the uh, Egyptian, Egyptian tarot. <laughs> Egyptian tarot, and then it's just like, ah, it's rock and roll names. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say about Alice in Borderland? No. It's a pretty good show that I enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed most of it. Uh, the purgatory thing kind of soured me a bit, but uh, I mean, it is what it is. There was very I, few things that it could have been, honestly. I didn't really see how it could be anything else. Yeah, that's fair. The meteor shit was wild, though. So, yeah. Uh, so what would you give it? Let's go four. Uh, I'll go like. I want to rewatch season one and, and feel how it flows into season two. Uh, I'm going with a three for now, but I probably will rewatch season one into season two uh, during my work week and uh, let you know from there. OK. All right, that'll move us into uh, our next review, which is for The Pale Blue Eye. Yeah, uh, The Pale Blue Eye is uh, a crime horror mystery film. It's a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, A world-weary detective is hired to investigate the murder of a West Point cadet. Stymied by the cadet's code of silence, he enlists one of their own to help unravel the case. A young man the world would come to know as Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, this is based on a book by Lewis Bayard, uh, written for the screen and directed by Scott Cooper. Stars Christian Bayer, Bale. Words are hard. Christian Bale and Harry Melling. Uh, what did you think of The Pale Blue Eye? Uh, I thought it was very run of the mill until the end of the movie. And then that whole sequence where it's like, oh, here's what actually happened mm-hmm. for the entire movie. I was like, oh, oh, my, that's this. Wow. Did not expect any of this shit. This is wild and great. I think I liked it more than you. The yeah, the mystery is, you know, a mystery that you do in this kind of movie. But, you know, I liked it. Um, it's probably derivative, but well constructed. Um, it, it hits all the, the beats that you would expect of it. Um, that's fair. Yeah. The, the ending is fucking nuts. Also like the fact that I guess there's real demons is fucking nuts. Or at least like people who believe in real demons, ah, real demons. So yeah, uh, Bale's good. I like Bale. Uh, Henry Melling is also good. Like they both really get to show their shit at the, in the finale. Um, but like I, I, I enjoyed the mystery, the code of silence thing. I didn't really feel like there was actually like a code of silence that he had to work around. It was just like, hey, people aren't actually giving him information. Uh, I need an actual cadet to infiltrate. Uh, another subsection of the cadets in order to gather information that way, because otherwise no one's going to provide information. It wasn't just because like the cadets are tight lipped. It's Hey, potential murder suspects are being tight lipped. Mm -hmm. I did not recognize Jillian Anderson or Robert Duvall in this movie. Uh, I don't know if I just didn't notice them or if their parts were, you know, that, or they just kind of disappeared into it or what, but 
Uh, Jillian Anderson being Toby Jones's wife might be the the biggest mismatch in history in terms of attractiveness. Yeah, Toby Jones, great actor. Uh, Jillian Anderson. Well, he was yeah. uh, what he was a physician, you know. Yes. Yeah, back in the you know would have been a smart match back then. Yeah, he gets a you yeah. know sexy wife, and he get she gets uh, a meal ticket. I'm trying to remember who Robert Duvall was. Jean Pepe. Oh, he was the guy who held all of like the the demonology books. That's right. So yeah, I don't have much else to say. Uh, the the mystery is good. Uh, if you want to know more about the mystery, listen to spoilers whenever we talk about that. Thank Let you. me just play the ending for you. No, no, I don't want to see how it ends. Okay, I could describe it. Um, Imagine you're in a room. No, no, like no, 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 I don't want to know how it ends. I haven't seen the beginning. Uh, yeah, but the ending is awesome. So if I could just play the bitch, this is what you always do. You always spoil stuff uh, for me. No, I don't. And if I could just play the ending for you real quick, then we'll discuss that. Motherfucker, you always spoil everything before I get a chance okay, to see it. Okay, you sound like a crazy person right now. Uh, yeah, so the mystery is who's really doing the killings, and it turns out, you know, there's some people there like we assume that the killer mutilated the bodies, but really uh, the person who mutilated the bodies is just taking advantage of the fact that there's been killings. Yeah, the movie does a good job of presenting the people who just did the mutilating as the killers. Uh, it's this family. It's the Toby Jones family, the Toby Jones, Dillian Anderson family, uh, the daughter played by Lucy Boynton is extremely ill and they decide to do demonic rituals in order to improve her health because nothing before doing these demonic rituals has helped her in any way, shape or form. Yeah. But you know what will really help you? Uh, talking to Satan. Yeah. So yeah, the, the movie builds to that and we think, okay, resolved, finished, done. And then Edgar Allan Poe shows up being like, yo, what's up, uh, Christian Bale? Uh, I don't believe they actually killed anybody. I just think they were doing demonic rituals. And uh, it, it it took me a bit, but I figured it out. You're the one who did all the killings. You killed the, the one cadet by hanging him and for information. And it just so happened they went and mutilated the bodies. Or mutilated the body. And then you murdered the other one and mutilated his body because of the, the M.O of the mutilators. And it turns out that Christian Bale's daughter went to the cadet ball three years before was raped by three cadets. And basically from there went into a depressive spiral all the way until she killed herself. And so Christian Bale has been looking for revenge this entire time, Mm -hmm. which was wild. And I did not see that happening. Yeah. Um, I don't know the the pivot that it's been a revenge story the whole time is is pretty awesome. Absolutely, uh, like ter- you 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 grab me, you pull me in with the mystery, but then turning it into a revenge a revenge movie that was just basically like a detective covering his own tracks the entire time was mwah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what well, and then the the second killing he has to cut the heart out which is such a pain in the ass 
yeah, because I, I don't know how he did it. Like, I, I'm assuming he he hung the body and then uh, brought it back down after he after he died and then carved out the body or carved out the heart. But he did it less accurately because he's an older dude as opposed to two uh, young kids who seemingly knew their way around shit by being a physician's uh, offspring. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, not as much to talk about with this, but uh, I, I still think it's an enjoyable movie. Despite the fact that I'm going to come in lowish on it, but uh, I, I still enjoyed it. Uh, you should all watch it. You will probably enjoy it to a degree. Uh, it's the first movie of the year that I sort of recommend. So that matters. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's too bad. Uh, I'm giving it a three. What would you give it? I'll go three and a half. I think I think just like the mood and atmosphere of it kind of sold me on it. Yeah, I don't know. I've always been a big, uh, big Edgar Allan Poe fan. So just I don't know, putting him in a thing and having it be like moody and macabre and weird uh, was good. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, so with that, let's get. Uh, moving away from this episode don't know why i led with that uh next week on the show we'll be doing vikings valhalla season two and we'll have a patron request review from julio for i'm gonna butcher this uh sor yavanish yavanishi that's it sure uh sor yavanish sor yavanchi sor yavanchi there it is uh (laughs) So, uh, famously, Julio last quarter gave us the movie Singham, which you didn't see yeah. in time. Uh, this movie also has Singham in it. Hooray. So uh, hopefully we'll get to see some more jump slaps. Also, it just came out like two years ago. So big positives on that. Uh, so you get the Singham experience, even though, you know, you didn't get the actual Singham experience. Yeah. And with that, you can find the show at Netflixes.com if you want to drop shot for all things Netflix and Swill. Uh check out the Golden Piece. Uh that probably has already happened by the time you're you're listening to this episode, but go check out the nominations. Uh Gerald's probably put them up by now. He announced them already uh last night. Go watch the video. And yeah. Uh go vote on those. They're 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 good nominations. I actually legitimately believe that they're good nominations. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I still haven't, so. Tisk tisk. That's at twopeasonapod.com slash golden peas. Or maybe the golden peas. Try both. I don't remember. All right, uh, tell them stuff, Dan. I did. That was me telling them stuff. All those things are important. Netflixandswill.com, one-stop shop. Twopeasonapod.com oh, slash the golden peas. I didn't catch the Netflix peas. and Swill part. My bad. Oh, uh, live stream for the cure. It's happening. Uh, we have dates. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, Tell me about that. Uh, I have to remember the dates now. We have to go to May. Oh, that's right. It's May 18th through the 20th. We might do a little bit of the 21st, but it won't be anything structured. It'll just be kind of vibing. But yeah, May 18th through the 20, 20th slash 21st uh, for X number of hours. I think we. I think it's 38 hours of live streaming content. So yeah, I get to go from the Blink-182 concert to live stream for The Cure. 
I have a week. Nice. So yeah. Uh check that out. Livestream for the cure.com. Should be active. Uh don't know if it redirects to anything, but it, it's there. So just check it out. Uh there's no schedule yet. Like we don't know who's going on what dates at what time. Uh that hasn't even been even been pushed out yet. So uh looking to raise twenty five thousand dollars for cancer research. All right. Thank you to Space Weather for the use for a theme song, Bitter, uh, which is how Dan felt when he realized that it was lost. And they were dead the whole time or something. Yeah, well, yeah I like well, I like Lost enough. Also, I didn't finish Lost, but still. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. Uh, and until next week, this is Caleb saying we'll see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.